Hello, my name is Pete. This is Social Distancer. So I am speaking to you at 11.51 having uh, a.m. on Wednesday, having uh, stayed up all night until half past seven in the morning. And then I slept for two hours and then I got up. So I'm feeling pretty rough. So where are we? At the moment, we are in the position whereby we're waiting for uh, Georgia, um, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina um, to come through. And also Arizona has been called by Fox and maybe a few other places as well, but um, not through by CNN, who I've been watching through the night. Very beautiful um, presentation brilliant presentation with the uh, the tension between Wolf Blitzer and John King. John King, he moves around like a magician. He loves that magic board. And uh, Wolf, you can see Wolf is so jealous. He's so jealous of John. And he's constantly interrupting, isn't he? Fucking unbelievable. But anyway, now we're on to the kind of morning shift. So we got some dude, I don't know what the fuck his name is, like some, like, you know, alpha male prick. And, but then he's jealous again with the, with the kid at the board. <laughs> and these guys, like Wolf just wants to play around with the board. Anyway, where are we now? Let's take a look. Right, so the CNN map, and I, there might be other ones that are, you know, a bit more... Um, Kind of well, we know that Fox has called Arizona, um, but that's looking good for Biden. But anyway, at the moment, as I speak now, what is still in play is Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and Maine. Now, apparently, Trump is looking uh, tasty for the second district in Maine, but we can uh, we kind of can put. Um, the dude Biden to get the other three electoral votes and that might matter because you know it's all looking close but where we're at at the moment is that we just need to be patient the big news of course is Trump's um, you know violation of every norm ever in terms of democratic um, you know uh, politics in the United States uh, I mean, he shouldn't be in the fucking White House for a start, you know, because this blurs um, party politics and government. Uh, but nevertheless, his stupid little fucking speech that I'll put in the show somewhere, um, you know, what a prick. Biden, you know, saying exactly the right things. And we have, you know, cause for uh, cautious optimism on a number of these states, Nevada, Arizona, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and Georgia as well, actually. So even if we lose North Carolina, then, uh, you know, we. I, I think that uh, when all is said and done, Biden will win this. Uh, it's difficult to say. Oh, Alaska, they still haven't fucking assigned Alaska to, to Trump. That's only because they've got um, only 30%. 36% of the voting so far but anyway anyway, that's not many votes it's only three so you know but anyway um, the big news here is well two things 
Number one, again, Trump outworked his competitor in terms of the, uh, you know, kind of doing the what we see as super spreader events. Obviously, for many, many millions of people, they think that it's somebody, you know, wanting to be president and, you know, kind of going out there and doing everything they can to fight for it. You know, he had 10 fucking stops. Yeah, Trump. Um, over the last on Sunday and Monday and I know Biden had like you know three a day or whatever but you're not going to win with three a day well maybe you will win with three a day but I think that uh, Trump's huge um, you know zoom up in in terms of beating his expectations is partly down to those like just the kind of sheer fucking grit and energy of the guy Um, and also as well we now need to just realize well i you probably do <laughs> but i need to realize that i mean the reason why i talk about polls is there's nothing else to talk about do you know what i mean but you know we don't know how to do polls anymore after the landline uh, kind of phased out we've we don't really know how to reach people uh it worked when people you know had landlines and when people were happy to talk to strangers on the phone and they probably felt oh look isn't this novel and interesting I'm doing a fucking opinion poll but not anymore and it hasn't been like that for years and years and you know elections come and elections go and every like in the UK and in the US and every time you think oh no no, this time they've got it right because they're you know accounting for the non-educated whites and all the rest of it but it always blows up in your fucking face. At the moment, I know that not everything is said and done, but at the moment we have got 50. Um, Biden is winning the popular vote 50.2 to 48.3. So that is not an eight point advantage, right? That is not an eight point advantage. We were expecting, well, you know, it's not even a five point advantage. You kind of do expect it to, you know, obviously, tighten a little bit you know the difference between the polls and actual you know people's lives and all the rest of it but you know we we don't know how to survey a population because polls aren't working so on a big news day just a quick thing about uh, where we are with coronavirus in the UK. So um, English uh, restrictions come in tomorrow, the lockdown part two um, in England, and it's uh, the UK Parliament has just voted on that, and um, they voted for the regulations, 516 votes to 38, so 38 Tories, uh, you know, cuddling up to Tim Witherspoons, no matter what. And um, bad day in terms of the number of people recorded as dying within 28 days, um, 492, which is a massive number, obviously. 492 is today's um, record of dying. Um, horrible. So uh, it was PMQs today, and we often lead with PMQs, but obviously we're not doing that today. But old Starmer got his little bit in. Let's hear what the Starm says. To anybody who disputes the trajectory of the virus, 
or what the cost of inaction would be. I would point out that when Sage warned 44 days ago that if we don't act now, there will be catastrophic consequences, then six weeks or so ago, there were 11 deaths from COVID-19, just over 4,000 infections, and 181 people on ventilators. That's not graphs, that's not projections, that's the grim facts in the last few weeks. But we know that the figures double and then double and double again. Um, and that direction of travel has been cleared for some time. And I'm afraid the reality is that the two pillars of the government strategy, the £12 billion truck and trace, the regional restrictions, have been washed away by the second wave. And if we're to have any chance of getting the virus back under control, to prevent many more people falling ill, losing their loved ones, and to protect the NHS, we do need now to take decisive action. There we go. Yeah, we do need now to take decisive action. Um, very good. So, you know, where are we? Well, I think that it is really good, obviously, as you know, that we're going into lockdown. And I think that that will, uh, I think it's beginning. Tim Spector from the COVID app is saying that it's already showing signs of um, dampening at least, uh, which is really good. So we need to get the R down. It will change everything if we do. Um, you know, old sausage is still talking about the um, the tests and apparently the, the, the quick turnaround tests. And there's an idea that they're going to mass test people in uh, Liverpool, which would be very good if that happens. And, you know, they've got a month to get their shit together. They need to do it, you know. And realistically, we're looking at just, you know, bobbling on the surface of uh, the second wave, hopefully not drowning from it. Mix my metaphors because walking between the raindrops is another metaphor, isn't it? But it's very fucking water related, all of this, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I expect there probably will have to be another lockdown in what, January, late January? Maybe they can stretch it out to the uh, February half term. They probably will do, knowing old Sausage Johnson. Well, what he'll do is do it the week after half term, like he did this time.
This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. Well, as we all know, it didn't win, but it's looking good for Biden, as I recall this. Um, he is edging closer to 270. But, you know, it's um, certainly nothing that we expected. Uh, we knew it would be tough. Um, having said that, we didn't think it would be this tough. And Biden is just about to speak. So let's see what he says. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Kamala and I uh, are here to make a, uh, a brief statement. And I'm sure we'll have more to say later and either tonight or tomorrow. But let me begin by thanking the press for being here and, and thanking everyone else. My fellow Americans, yesterday, once again proved that democracy is the heartbeat of this nation. Just as it has, has been the heartbeat of this nation for two centuries. And uh, even in the face of pandemic, more Americans voted this election than ever before in American history. Over 150 million people cast their votes. I think that's just extraordinary. And if we had any doubts, we shouldn't have any longer about a government of, by, and for the people. It's very much alive, very much alive in America. Here, the people rule. Power can't be taken or asserted. It flows from the people. And it's their will that determines who will be the president of the United States and their will alone. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. Of all the votes counted, we have won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes, virtually the same margin that President Trump won that state four years ago. In Michigan, we lead by over 35,000 votes, and it's growing. A substantially bigger margin than President Trump won Michigan in 2016. Michigan will complete its vote soon, maybe as early as the day. And I feel very good about Pennsylvania. Virtually all the remaining ballots to be counted were cast by mail. And we've been winning 78% of the votes by mail in Pennsylvania. We flipped Arizona and the second district of Nebraska. Of special significance to me is that we've won with the majority of the American people. And every indication is that the majority will grow. We have a popular vote lead of nearly 3 million votes. And every indication is that will grow as well. Indeed, Senator Harris and I are on track to win more votes than any ticket in the history of this country that ever won the presidency and vice presidency. Over 70 million votes. I'm very proud of our campaign. Only three presidential campaigns in the past have defeated an incumbent president. 
When it's finished, God willing, we'll be the fourth. This is a major achievement. This is a major achievement. It's been a long and difficult campaign, but it's been a more difficult time for our country, a hard time. We've had a hard campaigns before. We've faced hard times before. So once this election is finalized and behind us, it'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans, to put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature, to see each other again, to listen to one another, to, e to hear each other again, and respect and care for one another, to unite, to heal, to come together as a nation. I know this won't be easy. I'm not naive, neither of us are. I know how deep and hard the opposing views are in our country on so many things. But I also know this as well. To make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies. We are not enemies. What brings us together as Americans is so much stronger than anything that can tear us apart. So let me be clear. I, we are campaigning as Democrats, but I will govern as an American president. The presidency itself is not a partisan institution. It's the one office in this nation that represents everyone. And it demands a duty of care for all Americans. That is precisely what I will do. I will work as hard for those who didn't vote for me as I will for those who did vote for me. Now, every vote must be counted. No one's going to take our democracy away from us. Not now, not ever. America's come too far. America's fought too many battles. America's endured too much to ever let that happen. We, the people, will not be silenced. We, the people, will not be bullied. We, the people, will not surrender. My friends, I'm confident will emerge victorious. But this will not be my victory alone or our victory alone. It'll be a victory for the American people, for our democracy, for America. And there will be no blue states and red states when we win. Just the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. So, very good. That was presidential. Uh, did exactly what he needed to do, um, lay out in no uncertain terms that everything looks good that he is going to win, but he hasn't won yet, so he is not declaring victory because he hasn't won yet. Pretty fucking simple, really, isn't it? Yes. So, there we go. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Might do a little special. Might wait for Friday as well, because, you know... Um, Unless there's an upset, and, and I think it would take a big upset uh, for Biden to not reach 270 now that he's secured Wisconsin. And um, yeah, there we are. So now let's take a look. What should we think of today? Um, the <laughs> something that casts a uh, 
a kind of web of helixes in shadow form. What? Oh, I tell you what. Other little... Oh, no, I did octopus the other day, didn't I? They've got lovely little suckers on their tentacles, haven't they? Beautiful little sucker pads. Um, no, not an octopus. What about an earwig? Yeah, lovely earwig. Oh, I love the earwig. Right, think of an earwig. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. I need some sleep. I'm desperate for sleep. Take care. See you later. See you at next show. Unless I do a quick one on Thursday. Next show is Friday. Take care.